You're now listening to Binge Brew Brain Podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending overeating, binge eating, emotional eating, and yo-yo dieting. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, 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 everybody. I'm here with Ruby today, and she's going to share with us about how we met a couple of months ago and how her life quickly changed. She's absolutely amazing, and that's why I'm super excited to have her today. Hello, Ruby. Welcome to the show. Hello, Natalia. Hello, everyone who's listening, and thank you for having me. Yeah, that's great that you decided to join me today. I'm so happy to finally have another client as a guest on the show. It's very hard to make anyone to agree to share their stories online. But at the same time, these are my favorite episodes to record because they bring so much hope. I see their response when people's stories are shared about their recovery process and their life post-recovery. And these are so powerful. But before we jump into our specifics about our work, Work together. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and your story with your eating disorder? When you came to me, you were at the point where you gained, I think, like about like 10 kilograms in a short period of time from binge eating. And of course, your, your struggles with food started years earlier. So you weren't sure how to get out of the binge restrict cycle. So can you share with us your story? What exactly did you struggle with and what kind of help you were looking for? Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I'm Ruby. I'm now 21. And um, I guess my complex relationship with food started when I was probably about 12 or 13, initially with res- very restrictive eating and like calorie counting obsession and then that went into sort of a new focus on like eating really healthy and like avoiding all kinds of quote-unquote unhealthy foods um and then probably about after a couple years of that I then started binge eating and it was um really intense periods of overeating and uh eating to the point yeah actually it started a bit softer it was like like it was sort of like dipped my toe in eating foods that I hadn't touched for a few years and then over time and then like not eating them and then over time the binging just got um more extreme larger quantities of food and lasted longer and um more frequent um and then I got stuck in a cycle throughout school where it was sort of over the summer I would lose a lot of weight through over exercising and very restrictive eating and then as soon as summer ended through to when the next summer would start, I would go through just a really unhealthy weight gain phase, which consisted of a lot of binging. Um, and it was yeah, completely taking over social life. And it was a huge coping mechanism throughout lots of different phases at school, particularly exam periods and any period of high stress. And then I only started to recognize it as an issue about a year ago. And I went about trying to sort of self-teach my way out of it. but and, and I thought I had managed to do that and then just like fell straight back into the cycle again. And then I came across your account on Instagram and um, I think I was just at the point where I couldn't take it anymore and reached out to you. And then we started the calls in October last year, or maybe September last year, um, yeah, for the three months, 12-week programme. So that, I guess that takes me up to the pre- present, the beginning of 
our calls together and that also explains I think how the binging started which was with uh, a lot of restriction and a lot of obsession and very strict labeling of good and bad foods Thank you so much for sharing your story. It's it's totally crazy that you were 12, 13, and since then you've been struggling with food. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that many of our listeners can relate. When we share our stories, we often find many similarities between our story and somebody else's story. For some people, it's really important to find out what initiated problems with food. So just, just out of curiosity, do you have any ideas what contributed to develop of your binge eating? Um, yeah, I think there are a few different aspects. I think one was um, initially body image, being like a young teenage girl and uh, yeah, like just like media, the way that like the correct body image is pressed into the minds of young girls. And, like, um, and then the other part was, I think, quite a lot to do with how I was brought up around food. I think my granny food was such like important part of our relationship and I've always been very close to my granny and it's sort of looking at how she still talks about it now with the clarity that I have from having done the course with you it's she he uses it hugely as like it's like almost a weapon it's sort of like a, a tool for like anything good or bad or I don't know there's always sort of an emotional angle in the way that she talks about food and makes you feel about food choices so I think it was partly um, driven by body image, which resulted in the sort of restrictive and then binging cycles. And then also, um, yeah, how it, how I, my exposure to food never being a neutral sort of thing in our lives. It was um, used as like a reward or a like something special between me and my granny. So it always had like an emotional attachment to it. Again, I think that so many people can relate. Body image issues, labeling food as good and bad, dieting are often initial triggers for binge eating. Uh, and I would like to also know a little bit more about your more advanced stages of your eating disorder. So in your intake questionnaire, you've mentioned that your relationship with food was very emotional. You often wanted to eat until you're uncomfortably full. You felt anxious around mealtimes. You felt incredibly tempted by food. I was wondering if you could describe for us how days or weeks with an eating disorder looked like in your case, uh, how much food occupied your mind, how did it impact other areas of your life? Yeah, um, so I'd say it was on my mind 100% of the time. It was either, and it was very sort of black and white, it was either I was doing my absolute best to avoid going near it and eating very specific, quote-unquote, healthy foods and very unvaried, um, like a very limited variety of the types of foods, which was mainly like food time, protein, and like not very satiating foods. Um, and... So I was either in that pocket, which never lasted that long, or I was in like completely out of control, sort of anytime I saw food, I'd want to eat it. And it wasn't even, I was enjoying it. Um, and then also like to like sort of secret binge eating where I'd go to the shops or whatever and eat it by myself um, and hugely impacted my social life. Because if I was in the restrictive phase, I wouldn't want to go out in case I would come into contact with some food that I 
wasn't prepared for and it might throw me off me being in my restrictive phase where I was trying to lose weight or if I was in the binging phase I'd just generally be feeling quite low and you don't really massively feel like socializing it's quite hard to socialize when you're constantly preoccupied by food so it was really tough um, and hugely impacted daily life in terms of social relationships with other people and relationship with myself and just generally how I was feeling Totally, totally. I can relate so much. Constant food thoughts and my relationship with food impacted my social life as well. Um, and yeah, one more thing. I just remembered something from our sessions together. Uh, that's not a smooth transition from one topic to another. <laughs> but let me do this. <laughs> If I remember correctly, you had some meetings with like a general So can you describe for us that experience? What was the advice of the therapist you've seen for a short period of time? Was it helpful or maybe why wasn't it helpful? And in your opinion, why maybe it's better to be guided by somebody who suffers from an, from an eating disorder themselves? Definitely. So yeah, I forgot to mention it too, but I initially saw someone before I... I think I had maybe had reached out to you, but it was around a similar time, but I had definitely started with a more traditional, quote-unquote, traditional therapist who said that they specialised also in eating disorders. And um, I definitely had a few issues with it. The first was that she straight away brought it back to family issues and et cetera, and that was like the main focus of it. And I think maybe there there is some underlying, like deeper-rooted issue, but the fact that, I've had that relationship with food for so many years. Um, I think it had sort of like become its own thing. And like, it was like just very, I think you're always going to be faced with sorts of issues in your life. And like food was sort of a coping mechanism slash a distraction slash, I think it was like sort of something to deal with in and of itself rather than like th family therapy. And the other thing was the food focused advice she gave was extreme it was just sort of learning to manage the eating disorder rather than trying to deal with it so the main advice she gave me was to start practicing buying sort of like chocolate bars and eating half and then sitting and then putting the other half in the cupboard and learning to just like cope with that and deal with that so it was just re really reinforcing like restrictive behaviors and not um changing your perspective on how you look at food at all And the other thing was, it really felt like she didn't care. I don't know. I, I the talk, the difference between talking to you and talking to her was like extremely eye opening because every time that we spoke, it felt like um, I don't know. You just really listened and then like thought about everything that you contributed. Like I really valued and added something to my own understanding. Whereas like with the other therapist I spoke to it wasn't I don't know it never really felt like she sort of felt like she was just sort of there because her job role was a therapist rather than like actually trying to help uncover and rebuild like a new relationship with food yeah that's that's very interesting especially the part that you've noticed that the advice that therapist gave you was more in like eating disorder symptom management definitely like not really healing your relationship with food It was incredibly triggering the idea of like what she was saying. It was yeah, yeah, yeah very sort of yeah, not a long term solution to the problem at all. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. But maybe let's talk about some more positives today. <laughs> so this part of our interview was mostly about your struggles before coaching. But let's briefly talk about your transformation. One of the important parts of your binge eating recovery journey was becoming more intuitive with food. But to become more intuitive, you need to let go of physical and mental restriction. It's necessary to neutralize foods and introduce them to your diet, which you did. So how do you think, how important is it to trust the process, bringing binge foods to your diet and trusting your coach? Yeah, hugely. Uh, I think it's probably the most essential part. And it was definitely something that I felt a lot of resistance to myself, just because it's like, so deeply ingrained sort of like the labeling of good and bad foods and so um yeah a lot of issues with body image etc so um it was quite a I was definitely hesitant when you said it but I don't think there's any other solution really unless like to, to remove yourself from the sort of restrictive and then binging cycle um and also because you're constantly because food is everywhere you're like if until you've like learned to deal until you've like opened your arms to all kinds of foods, then I don't think you can ever like feel untriggered by seeing different foods, which you always do. By if you leave your house ever, like you're always going to be seeing like Greek meals or the shops or the supermarkets or cafes, etc. So um, yeah, I think it allowed it to food to number one stop being such a, like occupying so much of my mental space and also to stop being a trigger whenever I'd see it. Yeah, exactly. Food is everywhere. You can't always control it, but you can work on your mindset to change your perspective on it so that your experience can change, but your environment doesn't have to. Brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, also, I think that it's it's a bit different when a binge eating recovery coach like myself talks about being more intuitive with food, but I think it's way more powerful message when it's presented by somebody who quite recently was still struggling with food. And you just said that, that it, it is the way to do it. You have to start trusting yourself. Yeah, and it is hard because... I did I for me like the strong association I had with like I don't know I feel like like all the body image stuff being caught up in it too with, with like potentially could have added a huge block but it's helped with that too um yeah I just it is I think it's so fundamental to undoing like and unlearning all those restrictions and labels that you put on everything and like overcoming the like obsession and the grip that it has over you yeah yeah definitely it's all tangled together yeah body image issues and associating highly processed foods with weight gain yeah it it's not about the quantity it's just like oh if i'm going to be eating chocolate i will definitely gain weight yeah Okay, great, great, brilliant. Uh, I also want to ask you, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, from when you kind of first started versus now, what are three things that you would say that you've learned or changed uh, that allowed you to get where you are today? What are three tips you would like to share with our audience to help them in overcoming binge eating? Yeah, I think... Um like one of the most important ones which we've spoken about is like learning to sort of open your 
perspective to like all different kinds of foods and stop having that restrictive attitude which you have to go through a phase of like allowing your body to adjust and realize that like food is not scarce and like it will always be there and like just allowing yourself to realize that especially if you've gone through like severe restrictive behaviors um but I think like stuff that really like this is and it goes beyond just food itself but like for me um like lots of coping mechanisms and being more mindful because and learning to recognize triggers because I, I also heard that people say like oh as soon as I stopped being restrictive my binging went away and that wasn't the case for me um I think binging became a sort of like knee-jerk reaction to any time I felt any kind of emotional discomfort and one of the things I learned from you was to learn to recognize and be a lot more in touch with how I was feeling and to have um, things in place to go to if I ever did start feeling like that so sort of mindfulness I'd say and like being a bit more present throughout the day because I think I would just let stress build up build up build up and then my way of dealing with that would be with food whereas like you taught me to recognize potential triggers potential thoughts that trigger feelings that then trigger the behavior of binging and just like being more present throughout the day means that you cope with those things and deal with them before they result in like needing a much stronger outlet of like yeah for me it was binging um so the mindfulness um and then yeah and I think that also helped with like just being a bit more moderate in all my behaviors because like the extreme binging and restrictive food thing was also hand in hand with like pushing myself too hard with my work or putting too much pressure on myself or over exercising it was like so many aspects of my life I would push it it would I'd either be in the like extreme mode of doing everything way too much or I would be doing absolutely nothing and I think just like learning to like live in a slightly like more moderate balance space is something that I got out of the coaching with you which yeah so I, I'd say that like the coaching just went so far beyond it I think like my relationship with food was sort of a manifestation of my relationship with a lot of other things and through uncovering and like dealing with my relationship with food it's also helped me deal with a lot of other aspects of my life that I was adopting similar behaviors in um yeah so that was a bit rambly but I'd say it's sort of the like three clearer things are um like going through being open to all different kinds of foods so that you can then find a bit more of an equilibrium and not have not be triggered when you're come into contact with foods that you might have previously thought of as unhealthy and like really craving because you're cutting them off and then secondly being a lot more mindful and present and dealing with like smaller things before they turn into huge issues or like instead of like keep brushing them under the rug you actually just like deal with them and something that was really helpful for that was like actually just writing them down and I think it's something that like gets thrown around a lot they say people say like I'll just write down how you're feeling and I always thought like no way and actually it was so powerful like number one to like see the extent to which like how extreme some of my thoughts were and number two they just like make them seem so much less significant and they hold so much less power over you when you've just written them down um and yeah the third thing was like being more moderate in lots of aspects but I think that was something that came out 
of doing all the other the work on all the other stuff it was you can't really just like decide to be more moderate it's something that happens over time yeah i love i love what you say i love all those three things especially the part about finding balance we had a small chat before i started recording and you've shared with me how not only your relationship with food has changed but also you became less stressed about university and so on yeah so would you say that coaching not only changed your relationship with food but also improved other areas of your life definitely with like most noticeably with exercise and also with my work I think I used to like push myself to such an extreme and be so burnt out and then my way of dealing with that would be food or if I ever yeah it was like all these like like extreme behaviors with food exercise and work and now it's like completely like rebalanced itself in a much healthier manageable way Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. I love the tips you gave before and how in general your life has changed. I I couldn't phrase your story better. So thank you so much for coming on a show. And let me tell you, I never want to see you again. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I love you. I want to see an update on your situation. I want to hear about the ways you are thriving in your life. But of course, the whole point of coaching is for you to feel empowered and ready to navigate your relationship with food without a coach. So when I say that I don't want to see you again, I mean... I hope you won't need these kind of coaching anymore. Again, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. No, thank you so much. And that is the other key thing I'd say is that whole course with you was so empowering. And I feel like I learned, like, even through all your videos and all the, like, one-to-one calls, you give, that that is, like, the main takeaway. You give so much to learn how to deal with these things by yourself and, like, figure out these things by yourself. And there's, like, you develop a huge toolkit you can apply to every thing you encounter so yeah I couldn't I couldn't thank you enough honestly yeah thank you for showing your willingness to share your story that helps a lot yeah and gives a lot of people uh, a lot of hope a lot of hope to other people yeah (laughs) and thank you all the listeners for joining us today have a great rest of your day see you next week bye bye If you enjoyed today's episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Pinchproof Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your application for my Pinchproof Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day.